Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Lawrence Delalio, and this is The Ruck, The Times and The Sunday Times podcast. Now, the country, of course, is still in lockdown and we look likely to be in lockdown for at least another three weeks, if not longer. Sending out big love to everyone. I hope you're doing as well as you possibly can be in these crazy and difficult times. Please do continue to look after yourself, your immediate family and your close friends. Now, what do professional rugby players do in lockdown? Well, this week on The Ruck, we thought we'd find out. And who better to ask than England's most capped scrum half? I am talking about Leicester, England and the British and Irish Lions legend, Ben Youngs. And I had the chance to catch up with him a little while ago. Ben, uh, first of all, happy Easter. I certainly wish it was a slightly happier Easter than we're all experiencing at the moment. Uh, We're in week three of isolation. Just give us an idea with Charlotte and your kids, you know, how things are for you personally? Yeah, Lol, I mean, uh, firstly, like I say, happy Easter, everyone. But it's, it's been challenging in a way of, you know, we've got four-year-old and five-year-old, so it's been hard. Front load the morning, just trying to give them a bit of homeschooling, but it's <laughs> trying to keep them occupied and stimulated is, is a bit hard. But at the same time, for me, you know, I had the World Cup, I was away for 20 weeks. The Six Nations was, it was a seven-week campaign. Obviously, we, had, we missed a week at the end there. It's actually really nice for me to, to have some time at home, catch up on all these jobs that I've been putting off for a long time, spend some time <laughs> with family. So, I mean, week three, but, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Everyone's in the same boat. But I think the challenging thing really is, is just trying to fit training in when you can and, and what sort of training you can do. I was going to ask you about training. Um, I mean, obviously, there's, there's pretty strict restrictions around what we're allowed to do. But within those restrictions, how are you managing to, you know, have you, have you one of these guys that's got a gym or you just got a little bit of outside space you can do a bit of running I mean presumably you've been sent shed loads of training drills <laughs> yeah it's always the fear isn't it as soon as it, as you you know what it's like low when you'd have time off back you know when you were playing it's sort of like everyone panics that you're going to get too, too much out of shape so uh, mm. so the, the important thing I think someone once said to me is the best way to to, to keep in shape is to don't get out of shape so yeah. uh, luckily I've got some gym equipment at home so I'm able to get a fair amount of that lifting done and all those key bits and then uh, just run to a lot of running so as being a scrum half the, you know you're ruck to ruck you need to run 
anyway. So luckily I just get out and just run where I can. There's university pitches a, a stone throw away. So yeah. it helps that that's around the corner. That I can go there and run up there and do all that. But uh, yeah, the important thing for me is, is, is not so much the weights to a degree, just tick over on that, but really just keep the running volume high. And I, I keep hearing about all these things that people are doing, like baking or gardening or, or you know, adding extra skills, um, clearing out their, you know, the sheds that they've been meaning to clear out for weeks but have never done it. I mean, if, if, uh, have you been given a, a long list like I have? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a fair few. The only problem is that all, all the dumps are closed, aren't they? So I've, I've, yeah. the, with the greatest ambition of, of putting everything to one side, but that needs to go. They've actually got nowhere to put it. So, yeah, um, yeah it's a little bit, little bit challenging, but... Uh, yeah, I think during this time, I think, oh, I should do something, you know, try and learn something, maybe do something really proactive. And I have the greatest ambitions to do that. But then my time is taken up between training. As soon as I get back, I'm yeah. trying to help with the kids. So. Well, to be honest, you, you've got your hands full uh, yeah. with, your, with your two kids. Just in terms of the, of, the, of the wider rugby landscape at the moment, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's probably a little bit of nervousness out there. I'm obviously involved still a little bit with WAS, so I, I get to hear you know, some of the financial implications of, of what's happening across the board. No rugby, no, no income, uh, but huge costs. Is there, a, amongst the players, of which you're, you know, very much at the forefront of that, is there a kind of a, a fear or maybe even a, a bit more of an understanding now that clubs are in a, a really difficult financial position? Because w- when the season was running, you had your head down and, and, and I know what it's like as a player. You just go from game to game and you don't think about the future too much. But with all this uncertainty now, do you, do you think the players are starting to realise that actually financially clubs aren't in a, in great shape at all? Definitely, Lord. I think you know when you when you play, you're in it, and you, you don't really appreciate all the backroom stuff and everything that goes on behind the scenes and, and and keeping clubs afloat. And I think when this came along, I think it was a real shock for not only me but I know amongst, amongst the rugby community mm. to see how many clubs you know do just go from game to game on survival and, and Leicester's no different. You know, Leicester's uh, got a great stadium, huge fan base and all that and, and we're no different to any other clubs. You know, we rely on the TV money, we rely on the fixtures, the people come through the gate, spending the money. As soon as that's not coming in, it becomes a huge, huge problem. So, yeah, it is definitely worrying. You know, I think from the rugby's point of view, the, the sooner we can get the season going again, you know, it'll be, obviously it'll be peace of mind for the players, but obviously the club, which is the main thing, you want every club to survive it probably shows that at the moment the products probably aren't working. I, I, you know, we play a lot of fixtures, but by playing all these fixtures, do we, is it diluting the, 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 the whole thing? I'm not quite sure. I don't know the answers, but for me, I just think, you know, rugby's probably got an opportunity once it gets through this, uh, through the other side to maybe really look at changing the way it's, the way it's done in the tournaments and, and how do you make it more profitable for the clubs you know, I don't know the answer there, but it certainly mm. it certainly waved the flag of right. We need to probably address a few issues across the whole league and worldwide as well. Yeah, just on. The, I mean, we've had some. Uh, I totally agree with you on that. We've we've had some news in the last couple of weeks that Eddie Jones has signed a new contract. Um, do you think that gives a bit more clarity? I mean, obviously it was good news at a time when we needed a you know a bit of news. Um, do you think that gives clarity and really helps England moving forward? Definitely. You know, for me, I've, I've always said that Eddie Jones is definitely the best coach I've ever had. I think, um, you know, when he, after World Cup and he was obsessed with the World Cup for four years and he came back off Six Nations. And, you know, I think as a player, you're always just curious to know what, you know, what he's thinking. No one knew if he's extending. No one knew uh, with the World Cup. Sort of it's, it comes around so quick after the World Cup, the Six Nations. You know, what will his mindset be like? But you just saw that fire in his belly and desire and that 
twinkle in his eye of like you know that that just grit of, of wanting to go back out there and, and and do it and you know we had a terrible first game against France for the first 50 60 minutes anyway and then after that we sort of climbed ourselves back in some form in the tournament so I, I'm delighted not only for the, for the team but also for English rugby because I just know that how mm. how good he is as a coach uh, and just how important he'll be for years moving forward whether I'm there or not um, you know I don't make that decision but I'm just delighted for the team and to, yeah. you know, I'm a bit older now, but delighted for the team and delighted for um, English rugby. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it, Lowell, do you look at Eddie and think that's a coach you'd love to have played under? Is it? Do you well, have... I think I think I think uh, I, I look at it and think that's a really good appointment and a really good decision. I, I like him a lot. I've always liked him. I've got a lot of time for him. I might question a few things that he does if I was still playing. Um, and I'd like to I'd, I'd like to think that you guys get behind closed doors the opportunity to challenge him a little bit because. I've, I've said, and this is only my own personal view, that the team seems to be very, the front face of the team seems to be very much about Eddie, which is fine. That's the way he likes it. But actually, I'd like to see the players and the personalities in the group get a bit more of a connection with the fans and get a bit more of a connection with, with the rugby public. And I was just thinking about, about, you know, I was 31 when I was lucky enough to win the World Cup. You're 30 now. Um, you've obviously had a great relationship with Eddie Jones and the squad. He's said publicly that 40% of the, of the current squad will be playing in 2023. <laughs> are you, are you going to be part of that? I mean, 34 is not out of the question. Do you see yourself as being part of that um, 40%? I think, it, it, you know what, when I get to this age now, and, I, and I'm not sure what your approach was, Lowell, but mine will very much be like, a sort of focus on how I play week in, week out. I won't ever leave, lose the desire to play for England. Mm. Um, that won't ever go because the, the 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 joy it brings of running out there. But ultimately, when it gets to you know turn, when I'll be thirty three, turning thirty four in the in the next tournament, that's all you can do is be in the best physical shape you can be, be trying to play mm. your best rugby, and that's all you can do. And, and if that's not where it needs to be, then that's where it needs to be. But I think one thing that that teams will always need is experience in there and, and scrum half is a position yeah. where you do need experience but like I say uh, I won't lose the fire to, to try and be there it's certainly something that you know I'd love to do especially under Eddie get another opportunity but I mean he, he's the boss and he makes those calls all I can yeah. do is, is try and put myself in a position to, to be able to be selected you know I want to talk to you about your career because I was lucky enough to play 85 I think times for England God, I had a memory loss then. Um, but um, you're on 99, which is a phenomenal achievement for anyone in any position. Uh, I think you've got 101 test caps, but at 99 for England, is that right? Um, yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, obviously, if you're stuck on 99 at the minute. You would have played, <laughs> uh, you would have played in Rome, and, and I'm sure you, you will get to 100, no doubt about that. I just want to talk to you about a couple of, I mean, we all know what it means to play for England. Well, those of us who have done it know what it means. Just give me, a couple of highs and a couple of maybe or more two highs and one low that you've experienced in your in the, in those ninety nine caps so far. Cool. Um, should we start with the lows first? A couple of lows. One one of my biggest lows actually was uh, it was two thousand and eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the World Cup. We actually were playing Ireland for a Grand Slam in two thousand eleven, and uh, I was sort of still fairly new to international rugby. And I remember the Ireland were sort of on top of us. They they run to the corner. Someone chucks it inside, I catch it, I run into touch, I flick the ball behind my back, it goes into the crowd. Bryce Lawrence uh, sends me, uh, gives me a yellow card. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. it was like 24 minutes into the game or something. Mm. And um, so I, I had a lot of those, so I know exactly how you feel, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've only had one yellow card in Tashley, that was the one. 
but uh, yeah, off I went. And um, and then I didn't get, that was in the first half. And then I didn't get put back on in the first yeah. half. And I remember that was a really challenging time. So I, was, uh, I think I was 20 at the time or 21. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just sort of the first real sort of test of character that I'd ever sort of adversely really faced. That, that one sticks yeah. out of me. 2015 was a real challenge. Um, yeah. Just the, the whole, everything that happened, how it didn't, you know, it was home world cup you want it to be hugely successful and it when it wasn't that was very hard uh, but what, then the what highs, about what about yeah i was going to say what about the highs because there's been in the last yeah. few years there's been some, uh, been some, some unbelievable exactly and the highs world cup just been was I, I, of course my goodness i'd have loved to have won it as we all would have but it was still the best experience of my life it was just a rugby life it was amazing the 2016 tour to australia where we whitewashed them that was uh, that was a fantastic tour to be a part of, the um, the Grand Slam that year as well, the sort of unbeaten run under Eddie, making my making my playing alongside my brother internationally, and of course the Lions tour um, mm. in 2013. So yeah, I've, 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 by far there's way more highs than lows, but uh, I suppose you never, as people say, you know, kind of go through those lows to try and get through the other mm. side. They are important. Absolutely, and listen, you, you've managed to hold off the competition for for 99 odd caps uh, so far, <laughs> which is a phenomenal achievement. Um, you've obviously got a, a, a couple of people breathing down your neck. Uh, you know, the likes of uh, Dan Robson and, and, and Spence, Spence Spencer, and, yeah. And it, and it would seem that Eddie's sort of looking at the likes of Mitchell and Maunder, maybe, and, and one or two others. Um, I mean, give us an. I mean, obviously not not the, your immediate competition, but give us an idea of some of the, some of the, some of the guys coming through that, that kind of have taken your eye a little bit. No, definitely. All those names that you've mentioned, you know, Spenny and Dan have both accumulated a, a good few caps now, uh, had a bit of international experience. You know, they're both players that I think are um, really, really sort of sharp around the ruck, especially Dan. I think Dan's really yeah. sort of electric around the ruck there. Ben obviously has a bit more of a control and kicking game. So it's quite nice. They're sort of different, different uh, styles there. You've also got Maunders, the two brothers, uh, one in the 20s and, and Jack. So they're, they're, they're some boys coming through there, Sam and Jack. You've obviously got as well Alex Mitchell, like you spoke about, who's, who's been mm. off with a long knee injury and, and he finally got himself back fit and was in the Six Nations squad. So without doubt, I think from from my point of view, I, I, you know, you need these guys coming through. I, what You want competition. You want guys that are they're challenging and it, it sort of, keeps that fire in the belly especially you know when you're young and you're doing all the chasing it's great and you but when you're a bit older you want that um you know you want those youth guys coming in you want those guys coming in that are absolutely full of energy and it sort of gives you you know you sort of feed off that and you think right well, i'm gonna have to kick on again here yeah absolutely um i won't ask you too many more rugby questions if you wanted to give a message to everyone out there we're in a pretty serious situation here We've, we're in lockdown i'm sure you like all of us are, are looking on in admiration at the job that the emergency services, the NHS and everyone is doing at the moment around the country. Oh, definitely. I think, you know, it almost these unite, unite the nation to a degree and everyone's sort of in awe of the NHS and everyone, all the medical staff and, and what they're doing and their selfless acts of put themselves at risk and on the front line. I think it's just incredible. And, you know, the, the clapping at eight o'clock that we keep doing and, and all those bits, I just think it's so important. So everyone just stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, stay in lockdown, do a bit of exercise just to clear the mind and then, then back to whatever you need to do. But like I say, like you've touched on there, Lo, I think the NHS do an amazing job. So credit to them. Well, listen, Ben, thanks very much for joining us. Really appreciate your time and uh, keep up the good uh, homeschooling tomorrow and the next day. <laughs> I think I you've, will got be fr- right. you've got maths and English first thing tomorrow morning. Yeah, exactly. I think I'll leave it to my wife. She's, she's a lot more academic than me. Mate.